Hey, it's Wendy. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a good week. Uh, on the docket today, I've got an episode of Laugh, Cry, Come for you, and it's with my friend Blake Wexler. Now, Blake, I've known for about, I would say, nine or ten years. He's one of the funniest people and comedians I've ever had the pleasure to know or work with. And he's one of those people, you know how you have those friends that you don't see or talk to in years, and the second you get on the phone or get together, it's like no time has passed? That's me and Blake. And he's, I, I almost think of him like a little brother. Uh, there's a part where I try to bring up something sexual and, and it goes horribly <laughs> awry and feels very uncomfortable. And so we quickly divert. You will pick up on that uncomfortable tension. Um, I think it's a really fun episode. We talk about comedy a little bit. Hopefully that's not too boring. Hopefully you can use some of that to apply to your own life as far as, you know, like appreciating shit and really being present in whatever it is that you're doing. Or, you know, who knows, maybe, again, this is on in the background while you are doing laundry or working out and you can just listen to two people talking shit for a little over an hour. Either way, I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you enjoy Blake. If you would like to follow Blake and consume all of his delicious content, you can find that at BlakeWexler.com. He's got a few albums out. Those are all available on iTunes. He's also got a podcast called Blake's Takes for God's Sakes. I listened to a couple episodes after we finished recording yesterday, and it's good stuff. Check it out. Highly recommend it. All right. I think that's it. Um, oh, I know this is not like the fancy hooker show, but I want to thank everyone that came to the live Q&A chat. That was so fun. I will announce when we have another one of those coming up. Okay, that's it. Oh, the one more thing I want to say. <laughs> the video for this is on the Patreon. So if you want to watch us talk to each other, uh, you can jump on the Patreon and help me um, feed my cat and also pay the guests for my show. All right, that's it. I love you. You're doing great. I hope you have a good day. I will talk to you very soon. Well, again, as always, I'll talk to you in like, I don't know, a second. <laughs> oh, I, I consent. I consent to the record. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, yeah. I forgot yes. to ask your permission. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Is it OK if I have a Black & Decker drill in the shot? Is that OK for the patrons? Are they going to? Oh, they're going to love it. Hey, good. they have to look at my fucking apartment. I'm living in an attic in St. Louis. I can touch the particle board ceiling if I reach up too high. Good. Well, that'll be if they give enough money, they can watch you touch your ceiling. <laughs> right. Oh, oh, I already did a video because mm -hmm. part of it where it's like, hey, if I can do it, you can do it. And all this like, don't kill yourself shit. Yeah. And I think people have maybe a disillusion that like mm, your lives are all pretty great. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. Mm hmm. No, 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 heavens. No, no, no. Good God. No. Please uh, excuse me as I adjust my my uh, blinds so I don't look like I'm uh, dying from sun inhalation. Um, it This is so not, I'm, I'm like, this is great. I'm already having a great time. This is already worth the money I paid you for me. Yeah, to do. <laughs> I really and I do appreciate. Yeah. A lot of people don't know. I say, hey, I, I mm -hmm. you know, I pay the guests 20 bucks, but really you pay me 100. So it's a net yes. loss. But exposure. Yes, yes. Well, I think that really is what stand-up is, is just across the board, a net loss. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, this is making me crazy. This, like, let me, whoa! Wait. I like it. Oh, well, sweet screen. Thanks. Oh, dude, before this, so. Yeah. I mean, they can see the broken dresser behind me. This place came furnished. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, there's trash in it. There's for, there's right. trash with legs and drawers in it. Well, in St. Louis, that's fancy. It's called oh, good. fancy trash. 
<laughs> the Midwest is a nightmare. No, I killed about 10 minutes ago. I killed a giant spider in my sink. Mm. And mm-hmm. I was like, kind of was dancing and stretching. And I was like, all right, let me get, let me wake up. I drank an energy drink called Ripped, which I'm sure is methamphetamine. And <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> and then I saw the spider and I just screamed at the top of my lungs. And I was like, all right, I'm awake. Let's start this podcast. By the way, I hate, and you don't have to answer this if this is too personal of a question, but like r- ripped, no way that's spelled R I P P E D, right? Is there a T in there or an apostrophe T or? No, it's actually, it's properly spelled, which is wow. Makes me, that's what makes me think it's drugs because they're trying to, you know, they're, yeah, selling they're it covering a, up. Right. They're selling it at GNC and they're like, look, this is legal, officer. <laughs> This we didn't... is the past tense of rip. So I think we're all fine here. <laughs> I think this all checks out. Uh, I know you think this is drugs, but if you look closely, we did not find a way to sneak the letter Z into the spelling of rip. <laughs> so there's there's no way. <laughs> above board, all above right. board. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. How are you? Where are you? You're in Philly. What's going on? What's been happening? I haven't talked to you in fucking forever. It's crazy. It's crazy how, I mean, like, just in general, we, like, lose track, like, stand-ups and comedians lose track of one another because it's just, you don't, it's not a normal job where you're around all the time, you know? So other than, like, if I was to go on your website and look at your dates, you know what I mean? I'd be like, oh, cool. She's here this weekend. She's here that weekend. But um, I am in Philly and uh, we're here for the next year at least so we moved back it's so funny people moved home like during the pandemic in like you know uh like april of 2020 and i moved in in like february of 2021 at the end of it so it's like oh well i got it right eventually right <laughs> you know? so and, wait so when you say we you mean you and your girlfriend right uh fiance now what? excuse me yes Fiance. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. As of two weeks ago, two and a half, three weeks ago. Oh my God. So, yeah. Thank you. That's so cool. Congratulations. You thank guys you have been so together much. for such a long time, right? How long have you been together? Uh, 40 years. No, uh, we've been together for, <laughs> it's hard to keep track. Like I said, it's hard to keep track. Um, it, I think like four and a half years ish. Um, it's funny. So over my right hand, uh, it's always so hard to point like this. So she worked at a newspaper in Philly. Like, so we did long distance for the first year. We like grew up together, but, um, didn't start dating until like four and a half years ago. And so she, for our first like date anniversary got like the newspaper has these cool things where they hold on to all like the plates, you know, like these metal plates that they print, like the front pages on, like, apparently that's still, who knew that that would be a dying business. (laughs) <laughs> that sort of technology but so they hang on to these plates so like from whatever it was like 2016 i guess was like when we our first date she has like the newspaper cover from that date but the funny which is very sweet but the funny thing is is like the stories on the cover are so dark and horrible where it says like like one of the lead stories is like obama does right by graves you know like army graves and stuff and Holy it's like shit. He, People who don't know what the date is are like, why do you have this horrific, like Brexit, I think was that (laughs) day. (laughs) People just don't, they're like, why do you have, like, what the fuck? The cover story is like, serial rapist still not caught. (laughs) Why? (laughs) 
There's a man sodomizing elderly women at, at old folks homes across the state. <laughs> it just says like Bill Cosby wins American Comedy Award. <laughs> it's just the worst things in the entire world. <laughs> Um, but it's uh yeah so anyway the, we um and then we got engaged so she moved to LA like uh, a year about into our relationship and then we were there for the past couple of years I was there for like a total of nine which is where you and I met in LA and then um yeah we moved back in late February and we're gonna go to New York right away but it's like all the my like like comedy jobs are remote you know right now so like why would I pay Wendy, we live in a fucking house for the same like amount we paid for a one bedroom. That's what I was going to ask. So, okay. So you're not at your parents' house. You're in Philly. You're in a home, the two of Mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Yeah. It's It's crazy. Crazy. So in LA, so you guys were there because I was in New York for Mm -hmm. the pandemic and I moved here in September. Right. Right. Oh, okay. So I was in New York for a big chunk of that. And I do not have family in St. Louis. I don't know anybody here. No, because you're from Florida, right? I'm from L.A. You are from LA, but yeah. didn't you know Richie from Florida? Did you spend time in Florida or yeah. no? I started doing okay. stand up there because I worked right, on a cruise right. ship as a okay, trainer cool. and the ship landed and I talked shit at a bar show and people were like, let's book you on our show. And so I like, that's, I canceled my contract. I'm like, well, I guess I'll stay here and try this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that. But I grew up in Southern California. So I know mm-hmm. like one person in St. Louis and crazy. So how did you, I'm sure you've talked about, we can talk about this, like just you and I, if, if you've gone over this on your podcast, but why, why did you choose St. Louis? If I can ask. It was just cheap. Cool. I had the same thing. And as it's you centrally located too. Right. Because I, the one person that I know here, we used to do a podcast together and mm-hmm. we've talked about it on the thing, but, and we can talk about this uh, like later, but yeah. So we did a podcast together for a while. We were friends for a while. I moved here. I thought there was like a weird rift in the relationship. I was like, this might be helpful. And it did the mm-hmm. opposite. So like within <laughs> two months of being here, this person that I thought was like my best friend was literally screaming at me saying, I can't stand the sound of your voice. Oh my and God. Mocking my voice to my face. And I was like, so maybe we should not do a podcast together. So I like... <laughs> <laughs> So no podcast, that no friendship, no podcast. Right. I was like, okay, right, so you I don't be friends, but do you still want to do the pod? Yeah. We want to do the pod if you like, <laughs> we can record our parts separately. Because <laughs> all the famous broadcaster duos do hate each other. Like, you know, like, like, like no bit, like you hear about that where they're like, oh, they don't fucking talk off air. But it's also like, why would they? They're on screen or on the air together all the time. But, right. but and that that's, didn't happen for you. Right. And those people, I assume, are making lots of money. When, when you're uh, doing it, when you're making you know, when you're making a little bit of money and it's supposed mm-hmm. to be fun. It's like, ah, mm-hmm. so then I was just here. Like the only, the only people that I know are the two married guys that I fuck for money. Yeah. So it's that's, like, they <laughs> sound great. And they're, and they- <laughs> but that's why I moved here. I'm in a, <laughs> I'm in a 600 square foot. Now again, I can touch. So vertically mm-hmm. square footage is not ideal, <laughs> right. but horizontally I have 600 square feet. It's like a loft attic studio apartments really cute and it's like 530 dollars a month oh my god oh and my god i'm in god. a nice neighborhood yeah that's why i moved here i went on zillow and i said fuck it i don't care i'll go again like you it's like if we're gonna be mm-hmm. hunkered down and doing stuff remotely and as things are starting to open back up it's like why are we paying so much rent where in la were you guys 
we were in Los Feliz, which was like a big rent area. That area yeah. is, was hot for rent. Like if you want to pay high rent, like that was the scene. Like that was a great scene for <laughs> do that. You, do you love sunshine and hate money? Have we got the neighborhood for you? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I hate sunshine and hate money. So, you know, it was, it was actually not all bad, but yeah, no, it was 50%. But yeah, no, that's where we were at. And again, like, I mean, it's funny during the pandemic, we were very lucky where like I had enough like income from remote stuff where like the lack of touring didn't kill me. And like my uh, fiance was like, she like works, she's a health writer. So I don't know if you've heard, but there was a big event that was hurting people's health during yeah. uh, the past year and a half. So that she, just a boot, she's a privateer always has been, but um, she, uh, so she was like, great. So I guess the bad part was we were in this tiny space for so long, but the good part is we lived in Griffith park. So while everything was shut down, we had like, you know, 20 miles of beautiful hikes to go on, you know, every yeah. single day. Separately so, away from each other. We took shifts like, okay, I know, I know. you go the fuck outside. Delete yeah. my number. Pretend like we don't know each other for two fucking hours. <laughs> we, it's it's so funny because we were you know like now like I mean I have a goddamn office or we have like we have an office that we share and I it's my office. Uh -huh. <laughs> Look, this is my office. You can hang your weird rape plates yeah. if you want to hang your dated rape plates up. That's fine, but this is my office. <laughs> my favorite part is that they're dated it's like these <laughs> rape plates were so 2016 there's been plenty of new ones in uh in this 2020 uh era uh decade but um yeah so no but it's funny because like you that's a really really good point where you know as great as we get along it's like it's a bummer for her to see me like i'm not you know when i go to work in the like to write in the morning i'm not like in nice clothes you know like flat like i'm in like basketball shorts and like a t-shirt and like to fucking look at that every single day for her like must have been a massive bummer so the fact that now i can be in that exact same outfit but with a door <laughs> shut upstairs is like great <laughs> for her so yeah She's that's like, why we got engaged because i'm hiding my body <laughs> I think <it's> <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good test though that you guys lived how big was your place in los Feliz? small like one bedroom um i mean like we it wasn't bit like one bedroom and then like you know the living room is attached to like the kitchen uh one like tiny weird bathroom but like you know we were we were lucky i i really liked it it was just the fact that for la it was great you know but for a pandemic it was just it's it just you can't do it you know what i mean like you can but it like adds a stress that you don't want and like beautiful view of a mountain out the window but it's like you can't just for a year is is like rough you yeah. know that's intense that you guys so many people broke up it's so yeah. cool that you guys managed to not only not break up but decide to stay together forever yeah Yes, forever and ever. Amen. And I do want to do a prayer at some point on this. Uh, yeah, that's, how I, that's how I close it. So the last 20 minutes is a prayer. I should cool, have cool, said cool. that. Cool. I, fig I figured you would not have a problem with it at the very least. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's funny you say that. I feel like the pandemic either, I feel like it accelerated whatever was going to happen with a relationship. You know, like I think if for good ones, it was, I mean, you see people, I, I've seen a lot of people get engaged in the past couple of weeks and, you know, the past couple of months. And then, uh, like you said, 
lot of breakups as well. So, it, um, and I'm sure there's like, you know, people who could have worked things out if they were allowed the proper space from one another in a non-pandemic, but I don't know, maybe that's not true. I don't know why I'm defending these fucking people. I don't even know who they are. Yeah. But... These people need, you know what? Yeah. Fuck them. Thank you. Thank you. They they, there's not enough lonely. space in the world for these fucks. Mm -mm, mm -mm. They can't, if they don't love themselves first, how can they love someone else? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> And now we pray. Okay. Yes. Oh, well, we're doing it now. now okay, we... good. Yeah. I have to change. I have to change into my prayer robes <laughs> that you uh, gifted me and still yes. fit. Yeah. yeah, that's well, that's what the Patreon, that's what you guys are paying for. So patrons, thank mm -hmm. you so much. You're paying for prayer robes that I send to all the guests. <laughs> yeah, the, the pay is not great, but the, the clothing that you disperse is top notch. Lovely. Pure, pure silk. Yes. I do. It's so yes. cozy. It's. I had some guy that I'm fucking describing pussy as silk the other day. I thought. Oh, congratulations! Thank that you. is amazing. It was a really. Oh nice my. Compliment. That is a well-spoken man. Also, that would be funny. Also, probably has class as well. Where it would be funnier if he referred to it as like polyester because that's the only fabric he knows. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, this <laughs> compliment. This is like the. This is like the sheets in the Hilton. This is nice. Ooh, this she is has like that a, that Raylon. Right, she has that. Yeah, she has. It's called a high thread count pussy. Thank you so much. <laughs> I love that. That's great. That's a high compliment. Yeah, it was a yeah. really nice thing. Um. Oh, I want to ask you about this. Mm. So, um, did you guys? Because this is like kind of a whatever, but in LA, so you guys are living together. Mm -hmm. Did you have more or less intercourse? And I know. Look, I know I'm a big perv, and this is people listening. Blake and I have a pretty platonic relationship. Yes. Uh, we only joke about going down on each other's pussies, and I'm sure yours also <laughs> is like silk. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. It's like uh, it's like corduroy. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> oh, my pussy, it's ribbed for no one's pleasure. <laughs> no, 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 no. It is at best in the fall and <laughs> no other season. It is quite seasonal, <laughs> actually. Uh, about the same, you know, like it's it's funny because I always, you know, like she always worked from home. I always worked from home and like would obviously like go out at night, like for stand up and stuff. But yeah, I feel like just relationship wise, it was like literally the only I'm sorry, this is such a boring answer, but literally yeah. the only different thing was literally just like small, like frustrations. You know what I mean? Like it was literally like whether or not like my own bullshit of whether I'm like, I listen to just podcasts all day, you know, like just, I like having sound in my head. And like, if you're trying to work in the other room, like that's really, really annoying. Or just seeing me like standing at my, like standing desk, like laughing to myself, like, you know, with headphones in, like, it's just, it's a bummer. <laughs> like, it doesn't yeah. look like I'm making money. <laughs> <laughs> It truly does not look like I make any money. Like the provider thing, I think instinctually it's tough. Like with this, where it's like, he's not dressed right. It's he's laughing. He's giggling to himself, like just eating yogurt. It's just a bummer to look at. You know what right. I mean? But, but yeah, no relationship wise, like it really didn't affect, except we would make conscious decisions of, Hey, let's like you go work in the bedroom and I'll work in like the living room or, Hey, I'm going to do a hike. And even though we're both about to do a hike, let's leave at separate times just to have like mental, you know, space. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's but... great. I mean, that's so important. I did that this last weekend because this guy that I've been seeing for four years that I met in New York, he's like a sugar daddy thing. He's married. Hell yeah. And we've been together for four years. We met in New York. 
but he lives in Austin. His business is based in Austin. Mm-hmm. So when the pandemic hit, they moved back to Austin. They bought a house there and he flew out here to surprise me for a four year anniversary. That is the most fucked up, sweetest thing I've ever heard. I know. Yeah, I know. And he's in he, like, and the great thing is now that Austin is this comedy boom city. He's flown mm-hmm. me out there twice. I'm going out there at the end of this month. So he'll That's fly great. me out there and put me up in a hotel and I can see him like for an hour a day and then I can do shows and stuff. God, you figured it out. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. But this last weekend he was here. And so he got, we've traveled together a couple times when we've traveled, it was like for Ted conferences. And so he mm-hmm. had work all day. So we're like, Ooh, we're spending the night together in a hotel room, but he would get up and leave at like eight 30 in the morning and come back at five 30. Right. So I had all my separate time to do all my weird alone stuff, much like you standing yeah. around, stretching, laughing to myself, talking like into a thing to a screen. Right. Yeah. Talking to a screen, eating yogurt. So I would do all that. And this is in the past few years, but this weekend we got up and I was like, okay, I'm ready to have, cause I'm like almost 40. You know what I mean? So it's like, I have a routine. I live alone. I like to stretch. Mm-hmm. I like to take a shit. I like to be <laughs> left alone. Yes. And here's the yeah. other thing. This is what this is to to your point about. Can I ask, where, is he a similar age as well? I, I don't know why I'm at like. Yeah. Or is he older? Fifty four. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So not a similar age, but that's good. No. Yeah. Yeah, but it's good. And the good thing about dating someone that's married, as fucked up as it sounds, mm-hmm. is they're trained to be yeah. like. When I say like, oh, I I think I might, I'll be like, oh, my stomach's gonna wear it. I might want to like go to the bathroom. He's like, okay, I'll go find something to do, and he fucking leaves, and it's like, thank you. Yeah, there's something to be said about an experienced relationship person. Right, where they understand. But I mean, I like kind of, he's like, we can get breakfast and hang out all day. And I was like, no, 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 I need at least two hours to just go stare at a wall and just just wear basketball shorts, eat yogurt, and just like look at a wall. (laughs) I just need to be left the fuck alone. So I mean, it's so happy. What if I was like, I was like, oh, you mean Jerry? Oh, no, I'm fucking that guy as well. Oh, he flies me to Austin as well. He's great. When I shit, he is not within earshot. He's terrific. We just find out that A, I'm gay for some reason. And then B, I, we have the same sugar daddy. Right. That would actually be really nice. And that would make sense because I feel like we have a similar personality. We have similar temperament in a lot of ways. It's like, why don't you bring Wendy and I on the same trips? I don't know. Like, this could be a great, you know, fun, like, situation. We could just, yeah. And then when we are working, because here's the the Mm -hmm. misconception of your poor, I'm sorry, fiance, Mm -hmm. uh, like, to watch someone, especially a comic or a writer, and she's a writer, so she kind of gets it, I would imagine, but she's writing about, like, things that are happening. So she's kind of got an idea of like, oh, this is information and I'm going to filter this and do research. Mm-hmm. But our writing is like, I'm going to think about something all day and just, yeah. hmm. <laughs> and I just, I'm going to cut my own bangs while I keep thinking about this one fucking thing over and over. And it's like, it looks, it's like, get a job. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's like, can you please be present in one conversation <laughs> without being like, <laughs> Like kind of like, you know, moving your mouth and looking. I was like, I, we know you're thinking about a funny thing. Like, that's also not funny, by the way. So it's it's literally like, I know, I know. I'm like, hey, sorry, I just need to think. Like, yeah. And that's like a cool barrier we've like tried to place with one another. Where I'm like, I'm so sorry. I just like need to like just be in my head for a few minutes. And like, she's great with it, you know? So yeah. 
Um, that's really, really, really funny. How have you liked, because obviously Austin is a thing that like everybody, like all comedians are talking about. Like, how has it been visiting there? Like, can you see, obviously we're just coming out of the pandemic, but can you see like a, like, a, a is it distinguishable the difference in comedy there? Did you go there before this, this boom? Um, yeah, well, I went there the first time I was there was for South by Southwest. It was like four cool. years ago. And mm-hmm. I went there with Christina Hutchinson and we took Glamour Puss there. So that was actually cool. really fun. So we were doing shows there. Um, and downtown, this is four years ago, it was like booming. It was alive to go there. Now the downtown, it looks like Skid Row. The whole almost huh. all the entire downtown is very looks like a Skid Row vibe. But the comedy scene, what's going on is it feels kind of like a gold rush of comedy. Mm-hmm. There are open mics at every bar, rooftop shows, and there, it's almost like a gaggle of comedians, these young comics that have been doing it for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And they're so excited that Red Band's there and that Kill Tony's there and Joe Rogan. So they're super excited and they're kind of running around. I haven't been back since the creek is open, so I'm going to mm-hmm. go check that out when I'm there. And um, just I hear it's great. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it's like. It's just it's an interesting thing because it's very bro right now. Yeah, yeah. It's because and no offense, like I'm friends with Red Band. So Brian Red Band is a a good buddy of mine. And so like I'm going to I'm going to do his show. And it's just as weird because I have an in there with those people and the creek thing. I have an in there. Mm -hmm. But it just. It'll be interesting this time. It'll be interesting to go back because I'm going for longer. And specifically, I'm just like I've already booked like four shows and I'm just going to be doing mics and shows from like I want to just do like old, like when you first start where it's like 5 p.m. Yeah. to 1 a.m. Just doing terrible mics and shows and bars. You've always been such a hard worker that way. Like I think and I think also it's I mean, who who knows when this is going to wear off. But, you know, after not doing it regularly for so long, you know, like I, I think we're all willing to settle for worse shows than we're whatever caliber you are, you know, like whether if you're do, if you're a stadium act, you know, they're doing now like the best alt show in town like that to them, like for us is like a shitty bar show. You know what I mean? So right. I think everybody's kind of getting pushed out, not not pushed out because you can still do cool shows. You know what I mean? But I think that it's there's a weird nobody's been doing stand-up regularly for the past year and a half not just Mm -hmm. like you know the people above us the people below us so it is a weird dynamic but that's really cool about Austin because I feel like the biggest thing for a local scene is to is like a stage time which it seems like to what you just said it's everywhere you know like whether Mm -hmm. it's a roof or a fucking bathtub or whatever the hell they're doing it and then you know uh as well they have these I think you also need to have like either an a room that has like great comics come to it. So you can learn and see, Oh, that's what I need to work to, you know? Mm -hmm. And it seems like with all those new guys who move there, like a Joe Rogan, like that's the most successful guy in this right now, you know, like give or take. So it's like, Oh, okay. Like whether I agree with his comedy, whether I agree with his thoughts or whatever, the guy you can't deny is incredibly successful and great at what he does. So Mm -hmm. you can learn from that. And then more people will come there. Like cap city is going to open back up, you know, and, um, helium just bought them, which is really cool. I was just going to say, and this is probably boring with people on Patreon, but who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry. Well, no, you know what? Maybe they like it. Um, but the thing with so the manager of the helium club here in st louis mm-hmm. 
his buddies because he was like, yeah, we just bought. So I knew about the Cap City purchase. Right. And so he was like, oh, I'll give you their name and recommend you so you can go there just so we have so we know some comics because mm-hmm. and then so Cap City's opening up. The Creek is there. And then Rogan's Club is oh, right. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's like a mega club. And he's setting it up like the comedy store. So they're going to be multiple rooms. Oh, wow. Which means you need a lot of good local comics. So while mm-hmm. people are starting to like travel through there, but they're, they need, you need to have like more of a, like a base, like in LA or New York, or even like a Philly or like a Boston base of comics that it's like, yeah, they're local, but they've been doing it for 10, 15 years and they're fucking killers. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, it's, so it'll be interesting to see and go back there. I'm toying with moving there. I, I'm just going to kind of, you know, wait till the lease on the attic is up. And of course. But yeah, it's an interesting thing. So are you going to stay in Philly or are you going to move to New York or what do you think you're going to do? I mean, the plan now is to move to New York. It's so fun. We're like it's it's mental gymnastics of, you know, because we've been taught so long, like, oh, you have to live in New York or Los Angeles, you know, and then especially after living in LA for nine or 10 years, it's like you're the fear is that like, oh, am I, am I settling in a way or is not being in one of those cities making me less of a comic? You know what I mean? And I don't, I I think actually having that as a legitimate fear, I'm hoping makes that not the case, you know? Cause like, I don't know if competitive is the right word, but like, you know, I do want to be like one of the best ones, you know what I mean? So I feel like whether it's, like with a helium, it's like, oh shit, I see this comic is there. They are great. I'm going to go see them tonight. You know what I mean? Or like open for them or like co-head or whatever it is, but like, just keep watching to make sure you're, I mean, there's a lot of amazing comics here, but you know, it's a different, it is a different level, yeah. you know? And by the way, there's famous comedians who fucking suck at stand up. you know? So I'm not saying it's not, not one necessarily goes hand in hand with the other, but, um, yeah, so this is, I mean, who knows? This uh, explanation could last 30 more seconds. It could last three hours, but I'm going to try to make it on the shorter end where <laughs> I would like to, um, I believe New York, but I would like to give it a chance to see if, oh, can I still have the level of career that I want and still live? Because I grew up here. I love it here. It's also an hour and a half away from New York, you know, yeah. which is great. So it's not like I'm in you know, Des Moines, Iowa. And like, it's like, you know, or, or, or some better example of like the middle of fucking nowhere, you know? Right. Um, oh, you could use St. Louis as an example. I mean, it's a city, but is it, it's fucking <laughs> wild. Like well, the stand up thing I've been, that's, I've been really thinking about like, should I go back to New York? Mm-hmm. But I think it's the same because having lived in LA and in New York, like, and all the shows popping up in New York, there's something to be said for the energy. Like I've been so fucking depressed here. Energy is like, so, great. Like, I've been like depressed and it's just hard to get motivated. And yeah, there's the helium and no offense and it's whatever. But I went there and I opened for Christina and Corinne. I did 20 minutes, six shows, and I had not been on a stage or done proper stand up on a stage in over a year. Yeah. And bless you, kitty cat. Um, <laughs> that was a loud sneeze. Uh, he's allergic to himself. Oh, Wendy, you can't call me kitty cat on these on, on our live podcast. Uh, put on your robe, kitty cat. You put on your prayer robe for like a little bit, but it's one of those things where little I went, bitch is fine. Yeah, I went on stage and it's in the, the club is in a mall mm-hmm. and it was fun, but it was one of those things where I was like, thank God I'm not to sound like an asshole, but thank God I'm like naturally funny on stage. And so I you was are. able to like crowd work. 
and able to vent. And then also we, uh, you and I, you also, you're the same where it's like, you're naturally very funny and you kind of, you could just like, I love watching you because your jokes are great. Your written jokes that you are great, but you just in the room, just riffing on what's going on is some of the funniest shit I've ever seen. Oh, thank Wendy. Yeah, I feel the same way about you, obviously. But it's like a nice skill to have, especially mm-hmm. coming out of this. So when you first did, when you first came back, because I was, I was actually going to bring up a similar thing where I think we are like, and I'm complimenting myself, saying that like I have like a skill similar to you in this way where we are like very great, you know, material is like great, but you, we can go on stage and we're not like one of these like writers with a social disorder. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It was just, it's just like, oh God, that person's a fucking nightmare off stage. You know what I mean? Right. So um, <laughs> I um, <laughs> did not mean to be that mean, but um, yeah. So I, I do think, so for me, the riffing and the, like my, one of my first shows back uh, riffing and like being in the moment and stuff was as funny and like had like successful at as ever, maybe even more but I couldn't remember my pacing when I was actually doing my jokes. Like was, it almost seemed like I was reading, you know what I mean? Like rather than delivering. Cause I'm like, or, or, or remembering what it was, right. you know, like, was that a similar thing with you or what, what was it like for you? And yeah, it's like, like you're someone recalling, like you're in yeah. like an interrogation room and they're like, okay, so now what happened on the night that your wife died? And he's like, uh, I went to the store S- store. Yes. I got back at 10 45. Is that the tag? How do I set this up again? When was she murdered? Cause I was back much after that in <laughs> right. a place very far away. Yeah. I felt like that with doing my jokes. Cause to get on stage, even before I forgot like to get pumped up, to walk out on stage. Mm-hmm. That actually felt very natural. The first time to go out, I was like, and to be the first person on stage to be like opening the show. It was a nice feeling because the pressure was gone of like being in kind of the routine of walking on stage and like, this is my opening line and this is my home club and I know what to reference. Mm -hmm. But just to kind of, that was a fun communal thing. Like just to be like, hey, we're out of the house. Yes, yes. And it's so interesting to talk to you about what the fuck's been going on. And so that yeah. the crowd work stuff was really fun. And yeah, and then I would go into a bit and I would feel myself almost like slow the gears, like, and now a joke. Yeah, <laughs> like, the audience is like, what the fuck happened? This is different from, <laughs> what is this? Yeah, like, and you, because we're so pro, yeah, it is, that is really, really funny. And it's interesting too, with this pandemic, you, you alluded to it where it's like, oh, this is a thing that literally every it's a reference that everyone gets and i don't know if there's anything like that that's a timely and b everyone gets you know what i mean because no matter what generation you're speaking to the huge thing that has only happened like what in history what there's been what like two things that have happened to everybody in the entire world you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so and this is one of them and it just happened and is happening so these you're not referencing you know like a sports team you're not referencing like even like a dating app you know some people can age out of that some people don't use it you know what i mean like right you're not doing trying to make you're not trying to be like (laughs) make a joke like so when i was 14 my my grandfather raped me step grandfather relax okay do you guys understand do you do you get what this is going okay don't worry i'm gonna close my whole set with a prayer um <laughs> step grandfather rel- i hear i see you tightening up all right it's all right. fine relax um, that's, that's it's so the number funny. one search on uh Pornhub is step yes. fill in the blank mm-hmm. so we know mm-hmm. it's fine 
but yeah, the pandemic, it's interesting because it's, it's a cool thing for us, I think, in a way to reference. And I also find that it's been an interesting kind of like trick to also then have unique jokes that the fucking, mm -hmm. you know, the bus driver's not also making. You know, yeah, like, that's a really good point. People have a lot of like all, you know, the mask is a condom thing. It's like, yeah, we get it. Every, yeah. Everyone made that same joke. So we get it. My friend Jeff just said that to me, like, and he's, you know what I mean? Like he, he works like in <laughs> it, like, what yeah. are we doing? You know, like add a little, but that makes it tough. Like that. You're right. right. That is a challenge. And it's more, and it, it, it's like, it's, it's just as more fun to kind of get into it. But um, yeah, the joke thing. And I like dropped a fucking tag. Like I was halfway through the first, thank God it was on a weekend where you got to do six shows. Cause mm -hmm. it was like, oh, okay. The first show back, I was like, I remember how to talk. Yes. Great. Yes. That's part of why I've been listening to fucking podcasts because I'm mostly alone in this apartment. Even before we got on the phone, I was like listening to music and I'm like, let me do a 10 minutes of a podcast just so I can remember what a conversation sounds like. Yeah. 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 Like, and that's also my excuse to go and sit at a bar. I know to a it's bartender. The, it's great. Yes. <laughs> it, it's so funny. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking to, and by the way, it's, um, if you need to stand, uh, steer the conversation away from stand up, please do. I just got so excited to talk stand up with you. Cause I like miss doing that, but like whatever you want to talk about, like, I'm I know. Down. Yeah, okay. no, we will change it. I, I also want to talk about stand up too. I haven't talked about it in fucking forever. Um, yeah. And like, no, let me so, tell you how to run your podcast by all. Please let me do it. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah. Oh, dude, I don't look. It's called I, the, honestly, the title is uh, it's laugh, cry, come. And my thing, <sighs> I was going to be like, this is what I'll do is I'll ask people like when's the last time they cried and laughed and came, whatever. And then I'm like, I, I don't I, I don't have the um, mental focus or fortitude to do that. Yeah. And again, that to me in a conversation with my friend that feels weird. And I understand it's how to make a successful podcast. You have segments and you have musical chimes that come in, but it's like. That, that to me feels the same as um, going into a joke mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> that would be like where we're talking. I'm like, OK, <laughs> everybody get on your prayer rope. We're going to ask Blake Wugs, when was the last time you cried? Jingle, 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 jingle. It feels fucking so stupid to me. <laughs> and also back to what you said before, what makes you, I mean, these are my words. You didn't say these exact words, but like what makes you great is who you are and like just being yourself. And I think to box yourself in, even, I mean, like it's, you're not like some victim of a format, you know what I mean? But, but I think that almost handcuffs that. I think that's a better phrase. It handcuffs you a little bit where it's hard enough to do these things at a high level when you're able to use all your tools and all the things that make you great. And then to do something that you think you should be doing, I think is off. It's awful. And that's a thing that I think kind of during the pandemic has really helped me is that actually having a break from being like, oh, what's okay. So this person just got this thing that I want career wise. What are they doing? Okay, cool. I should do something like that. Mm -hmm. And then, but then that thing isn't what I do. So what I'm just doing is making myself a worse product. You know what I mean? Right. Which is crazy. So it's like, oh, okay, so this is the hardest thing to do in the entire world. And now I'm actively making myself worse because I saw someone who has absolutely nothing to fucking do with me, you know, do something that I'm just not good at.
You know what I mean? So I think this is a good, I I like did the same thing with my podcast where it was like, it's just supposed to be me giving takes on like these involved subjects. And it's like, and it's devolved. The podcast just devolved into me free associating, like talking for 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm good at. I don't know who it's for necessarily, but (laughs) this is what I'm good at. So why am I forcing myself to do something else? Like it works or it fucking doesn't, you know? Right. Well, and that's the thing too. And not even just with stand-up and this is, but I think most people, well, that's the thing with the pandemic when everything shut down you get a break from whatever your routine is and so you get to go like wait what the fuck have what, what have i been doing what like this yeah. idea of like okay what like just to break out of your normal routine and be like okay what the fuck do i want to do mm-hmm. what what how and how can i do that you know and like i'm still trying to figure that out I mean, I mean, it's oh, fucking bananas. And were you doing a lot of Zoom shows? Because I only did, I did like a handful. I did some Zoom shows. I did a few. It's I didn't necessarily actively seek them out in a way that I do with regular stand-up. But I mean, there were Zoom shows I would ask to do, you know, but then I think this is funny. So honestly, a lifesaver for me was um, there's this guy in Philly named Johnny Goodtimes, and he is a quizzo host, which is like bar trivia. And um, he brought it all online, like on Zoom. And it was ba- he was looking like for a host, and it was like not, you know, it was maybe uh, like at most like 200 bucks a week. Like it wasn't like crazy money at all, but it was like I I like did it. And maybe four or five times a week, I would get in front of these people on Zoom and I was reading questions and there were people from all over the United States. Like, oh, this fucking person's friends with a person in Atlanta. And then there's someone in, you know, like Korea and then another person in Philly and then oh, you know, cool. Austin. It was really cool. So there were all these friends who didn't have a chance to see each other in forever. But then they would do these trivias via Zoom. And the way I turned it like I would just riff off these jokes and like, you know, like, and it kept me so sharp where I think that's why I was as sharp as I ever was before I went back on stage where it wasn't stand up. I wasn't writing even the questions. I wasn't writing jokes, but it let you in the moment, like, Oh, someone said something, you know, a little bit off. I'll make fun of them. You know, everybody like, and it's just like the mechanics of it kept me really sharp. So while I didn't seek out zoom shows, I kind of, I was still writing, you know, and but it was just trusting your instincts where I was like, oh, I think this is funny. You know what yeah. I mean? And if I generally I'm right, sometimes I could not be more wrong and I'll do a joke. It's like, <laughs> oh, shit, I have nothing in common with anybody and <laughs> no skills. I have no skills whatsoever. I, my my child is going to be poor. My child will have no money because no so one in this trip. No one in this trivia audience was ever touched by their step grandfather or grandmother. So I guess I'm the asshole. All right, yeah. fine. Cool. Sorry. I'm an idiot, I guess. Back to the Sorry. question. Guess this song. <laughs> How old was King Tut when he was touched by his step-grandfather? Sorry, it just trickles into everything that I do. Um, that's what killed him. That's what killed the boy King. <laughs> he was molested to death. <laughs> by his grand pharaoh. Um <laughs> Step Grand Pharaoh. Excuse me. I'm sorry. You're right. It's much more depressing if it's right. just full and Grand Pharaoh. Molested to death. And that's Blake's uh, upcoming. That's his new album. And it's not stand up. It's just recordings of him screaming about uh, <laughs> incestual abuse while hosting trivia. That's that's it's right. A- <laughs> and it is available on none of your favorite platforms. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm uh, gluing CDs to trees around uh, East Coast neighborhoods. Um, <laughs> but, but you're right. It, it did. I mean, there's no way to smoothly transition out of that. But so how is it done? I mean, you look great. Like, but you've all like you always look great. So like, did that like has the pandemic? I know some people it helped them evaluate like, oh, I need to do more exercise or I need to eat better. Like, oh, this thing that I do makes me miserable. Like, have you? Well, you have I with that. Yeah. Yes. Well, this is and thank you for saying that. And I get people. A lot of people are like, you look great. You're like you're you look happy and healthy. And it's weird because I do. I feel happy on some level. So mm -hmm. I think the happiness thing. What's interesting is, well, the big thing is, and I joked about going to a bar to like talk to the bartender. I when I moved to St. Louis, I quit drinking. Good for you. Um, Because in New York, I got with a sugar daddy thing and people know about it on the show, so I won't get into it. But I um discovered cocaine and I mm. think. Um, we talked about this a little bit, but so I was like off and on of cocaine. Like it was a back and forth. Mm -hmm. you no, know, we did like the pandemic. You said relationships, they just kind of accelerated. Either you're going to be together forever. You're going to break up. I, in my little Upper East Side studio apartment with drugs and alcohol and cheese, I was like, I can't, I, 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 this, we, we got to break up. We got to break up. Yeah. I can't yeah. do this. And so when I moved here, I quit drinking because I realized I was like, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't like to catch a buzz. It's like, I like to get hmm. fucked up. I like to party and get fucked up. And I was like, that, and when you're alone in your apartment, it's, you're not partying. You're just self-medicating. Yeah. Yeah. So I cut out and also I don't trust the cocaine out here. Someone's like, I'm like, it's all fentanyl. I don't, I would not trust it. So I just quit doing, I quit doing drugs. I quit drinking and, um, the, all the restaurants are closed at eight 30 at night. So mm -hmm. When I'm done with work for the day, again, as we have discussed, if you were to see me in my apartment, you'd be like, you look like you are just pacing around muttering to yourself. Yeah, but yeah. That's work. You pace and mutter all day and make notes. And then I started a TikTok in December and that mm -hmm. account is, is just almost at 66,000 now, which is incredible. Great. I saw it. I'm like, Jesus, this is incredible. Yeah, it's interesting. Very, very cool. But like you said, following your instincts. So it's like you just go like, OK to be the benefit of being outside of New York and being here has been, I I'm outside of all influence. Like you were saying about, you know, you're someone gets a gig that you want and you're like, what can I be doing? So I have no influence. And the bummer is that you don't have the energy around of, of your yes. friends and the creative energy. But the good thing is there's no pressure mm -hmm. and there's nothing. I have nothing and no one clouding my, like their, my natural state of creativity and thought pattern Right. So I was like, I'm going to just trust this, use this opportunity to just do what the fuck I think is funny, what I think will work and people like it and it's working. So I'm like, great. So with that, you're on camera and the lighting in here. So by the time I start shooting, it's like six, seven o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. I get done at like nine and I edit and I'm like, and now I'm going to reward myself with a pizza yes. and everything's closed. So I just ended up eating a hard boiled egg with nutritional yeast on it and hot sauce. And that's how you magically lose weight. I'm like, just live in a fucking boring place and yeah. don't drink. And your skin yeah. looks better when you're not doing drugs. But yeah, so I, that's what I has been good about being here is like the restraint of mm -hmm. like, okay, do you want, do you like being creative and do you want to work in entertainment because you like making shit or is it because you like the after parties? Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I got kind of caught up in that in New York where it was fun. And I feel like I was 
I've been looking back at that and I was like, oh, I feel like I was just kind of like treading water mm-hmm. because with addiction, it was so bad. And I'm like, I managed to do fucking something there, but yeah, you know, um, no, it's a great reset. Like I, and by the way, congrats on getting out of that cycle. Like that's so hard to do. And it is. Yeah. But I mean, I mean and now I have, dude, I had two glasses of wine the other day. I couldn't even finish it. I got, yeah. I like, I got a bottle. There was a really nice wine. Everything here is so cheap. And it was a great wine and it's not by the glass. And I'm like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just get the bottle. So I drank one glass and then I, they, she poured me a second glass and I couldn't even finish it because mm-hmm. I was like, I started to get a little buzz and I'm like, I don't want to be fucked up. And so I just yeah. stopped drinking it and she corked it and I took it home. And that was a week and a half ago. It's in my fridge. I got to throw it away. So it's like amazing. It's, it's just a nice. Now. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a nice feeling to be like, Oh, I have some sense of control and calm mm-hmm. where you don't, there's not this frantic need to like consume, 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 distract, distract, distract. Yeah. It's that's interesting. So like, this is like a uh, good habit, bad habit. Like, so I stopped like in the past year and a half, two years, like I don't drink before I go on stage anymore, you know? And it was, it, it's funny. I was about to say, Oh, it was never bad, but there were sets. Like I was wasting a lot of sets you know, like where, like, I wouldn't be like falling down or slurring, but like, I wasn't nailing, you know, like beats, like I wasn't learning anything from my sets. I was kind of just doing comedy, you know, and it's just been such a great thing where I don't think it's wrong necessarily to like, by the way, there's some comics who like, they get fucked up and they're the funniest. It's the funniest thing I've ever seen my entire life, you know, And and it can also be smart and funny, but there's also some who destroy their lives and careers by doing it. And I was neither like I was in the middle. It just wasn't doing anything. And at worst, it was like, oh, this is unprofessional, you know, like never like blacklisted, you know, like whatever. But it's just like, oh, this guy's kind of just wasting time, you know, and uh, I mean, maybe I'm a little harder on myself than like, you know, it would come across. But there was one show that I did in my career where I was like, I don't remember it. And I saw the video. I'm like, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And I'm like, this is it's So I don't get embarrassed by anything. Yeah. I just deleted the video. I'm like this. I can't watch this again. I was literally like <laughs> it was but this is going to sound. But I was like barking like a dog. And like I, t- I, I tickled this guy in the front row. And like it was just it was so the set was annoying like it wasn't like the guy was giggling and he was like can you please stop tickling me and I was like ah it was just it, it's silly to like like saying what it was is funny <laughs> but the actual experience of it was not and I'm like oh okay that's the worst I've ever been but that can't happen again obviously but in terms of being productive where, you know, like I'm in, like, I started when I was really young. I started when I was 15 or 16, but like, I'm in my thirties now. And it's like, oh, I do need to make the type of living off of this that is sustainable. And that is like nice, you know? So that was a great thing that I did that has been like immeasurable, uh, that, um, like not drinking before sets and like taking sets like, hey, here's my goal for tonight. I want to make this joke work. Or I, even if it's a goal, like, oh, I want to kill tonight you know, like just cause I need that for my confidence or I want to do it in front of certain people. Like that's a goal. Right. But, mm-hmm. um, then, so that's a good habit I picked up like in the pandemic help with that too, where it's like, Oh shit, you weren't able to do this thing that you loved for a year and a half. Let's experience it fully with a clear mind. Yes. And the bad habit though, of being back in Philly is that, so in LA, I would like, 
you know, it's I, I've like food people who say like, oh, the pizza sucks in LA. It's like there's good pizza. It's just like, and also who gives a shit? Like, you right. know, there's the best Mexican food and all the other like fuck off. And you know, and I, <laughs> but now I'm back in Philly, which is where all my favorite foods are. And it's funny, I've had to like change, like actively change my mind to be like, you aren't on vacation. You know, like this is not a vacation. You can't have cheesesteaks and pizza in one. You just cannot. Because when I would come visit here, I grew up here. I would be like, oh, I can go back and have all my favorite foods. And I would like be a pig for a week and then go back to my real life. And, you know, it would come down. But now it's like I can walk a block to my the best foods in the world that I love. And it's like, oh, you need to just in the past week, I'm like, stop, stop, stop. You got to go, you got to buy food and keep it in the house or you're going to yeah. keep doing this and you're going to get acne and you're going to be disgusting and the clothes like that you buy all the time, you have a shopping <laughs> issue and those aren't even going to fit. So now you're going <laughs> to buy these things that make you happy, but you're going to be sad because they're the same clothes, but a size bigger. It's like, <laughs> it's, just, it's fucking, I'm like, oh, you got to stop this right now. Right. You know? Um <laughs> Like what kind of stuff? So I saw this thing on your Instagram the other day and I was yeah. like, what is it? It's like, what are your top three favorite foods? Let me tell you the thing that I saw. And I do want to ask you about this because mm -hmm. now that things are opening up, I want, I'm like, okay, let me plan to go and just do like a warm up tour mm. because the benefit of living here and living mm -hmm. so cheaply, the one thing that I do like about it is that I'm centrally located and I can like fly to Philly and mm -hmm. do shows and I can get an Airbnb, you know, and it's just nice to be able to like go someplace, work for two or three days, come back and it's it's not a, a month's worth of you know rent that you're spending right on all kinds of stuff and like stressed out like when i lived in new york i could travel like once every four months but you didn't really need to because you're in new york so that's yeah kind of like everything's happening but you were there's a picture of you was at a stadium and you were eating some oh God, a donut like a donut and also like a like a, a strawberry lemonade alcohol drink what was that what were you what was that i lost control um <laughs> I, I lost I, I forgot who i was i blacked out no um it was just like I was, that i saw it and i was like that looks like a lot of sugar on sugar it was crazy like it was it was so i'm like drinking you know like it's and that's the thing too where i'm such a big sports fan that like now i live in the city where like i of all the things that i love you know so it's and that's the hard back to what we said earlier am i going to be in philly for the next year that is the mental gymnastics as well where it's like this is i love this place so much and it has all my favorite things but it's like i hold like my career first but then you have to ask yourself where should you do that you know what i mean and that is not something i can answer right now but um hopefully eventually but um yeah. yeah so you guys are renting the place you have a year lease yes yeah okay, renting so the you place till february yeah 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 no we have plenty plenty of time yeah i'll, I'll figure it <laughs> out can, by then you can sure. panic about it uh the first two months of next year yeah just give me some give me an afternoon and i'll figure it out right. um but i uh so i was at that game at a phillies game four o'clock game which now getting older the perfect time day drinking is great now because it's like oh i can day drink until it gets dark and then i can just drink water and Gatorade and then like go to sleep at 1030, you know, and wake up feeling great. So that game was I was really disgusting and <laughs> had a lot of beers and stadium food, you think like hot dogs or fucking chicken or nachos or whatever. And it wasn't even that I just saw I don't allow myself sweets generally because I will eat so poorly otherwise. But there was this amazing place called Federal Donuts here. And I saw that they had a custom what I was drinking was a strawberry lavender beer 
which is already like edit that out of the podcast that <laughs> and then <laughs> and and they were like would you like donuts as well and i'm like i would love i would love donuts and i'm eating a hot donut drinking a donut beer it's like 96 degrees out i'm like not wearing an undershirt i'm just like what am i doing and i, I <laughs> this is so embarrassing i haven't talked about this all. so like I, I what forum would i speak about this on but so there was like this girl and her uh i don't know if it was her boyfriend or whatever like were sitting near me and i had one donut you know and like in a vacuum this would be strange they gave me two and they were hot and i was like i was like do you want like my other donut forgetting we're in a pandemic forgetting they don't know me like um and then they also had to sit next to me for the rest of the game like, Wait, were I'm, you by yourself or are you with your fiance i was with my fiance but she was like going she was like going to the bathroom so she was, was on a hike she was she, like okay I'll, I'll be back in four hours she was in another fucking country <laughs> she had she saw she saw her future and she did not like it and um so i turned i'm like do you want this donut and they're like oh no that's okay i'm like and then i tried to make a joke of like because i felt so disgusting i'm like don't look at me <laughs> like stop looking at me and they were like laughing but then also like is this guy funny or is he like a like are we gonna ha have to call the usher you know like it's really gross and then i ate the second one and it was like terrible it's just a terrible thing to do <laughs> just trying to like play it off like don't look at me and they're like is that the guy that blacks out and tickles people on stage? Yeah. I think oh, that's I that was... comedian. That guy's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> then, oh, I thought that guy died at least within the like five years ago. That's crazy. And then did you how much longer did you guys have to like sit next to each other? Like an hour long? and a half, like really long. Ah! Yeah. Really long but yeah, they were fine. I, I think they saw like like my fiance come back, and they were like, "Oh, this is like queerly, oh, like oh, like a woman who has her shit together, who is like, like, like is either his chaperone or like they have, you know, some sort of like relationship." So <laughs> it is funny how that helps, you know, like where the difference between a lone a lone man, particular, it is men, like a lone yes. man, hundred percent. And then if there's a like uh, a woman next to him or like a guy or whatever, it's like, oh, okay, at least someone has co-signed on this person. that <laughs> They're not like total shit, right? <laughs> Just like wandering around offering strangers the other half of their hot in, pastries. <laughs> in, a pan in, in the worst health crisis of all time. Like in what world would I, because I was touching it, like I think it was in my hand. It's like, no, I know it's an like a, an airborne disease, but I'm not take, are you crazy? Like we couldn't go to this game a month ago and you're giving me your food? <laughs> Unacceptable. It's disgusting. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. It's so this was like, a, like this was not even a week ago. This was like four days. It's not like oh, I was so young and silly. It's like no, I'm the same age. This is basically today. You know, like this <laughs> the same. This is the same person you're speaking to that did that. Um. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, it's interesting because here we had a guy who was hosting trivia, mm -hmm. and he did uh, that. What that what what you did would be acceptable in St. Louis. I went to a place and they were hosting trivia, so I went to brunch with um one of my gentleman friends mm. and i will say that about the midwest this is a sweet place to i mean the sugar daddies because it's like i everyone here no offense it's like they're overweight and they're missing teeth and that's you know You're and excited. those are the hot ones who <laughs> is <laughs> 
Let's just do it. Oh, I feel like I'm on a sugar high from the donuts. Right now. Um, <laughs> Good. But I, so we went to go get brunch at this place right on the corner. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, I live in a cool little area with walkable places. So during trivia, and I, we were at a table kind of far, far away from people. And I was like, oh, this is nice. We're not wearing a mask. Like we're inside. We're, you know. And again, I don't drink very much. So I had like a mimosa and I was kind of like swirling it. We do trivia and I get it. We're excited, but we're all still kind of sitting far away. So the guy passes out the trivia papers and the pens. We're like, okay, cool. We write down our answers. And then this dude, he's like, now I want to make sure no one's cheating. So I'm going to make you guys great other people's papers. And he just like was, and it was like, we're licking our hands. We're eating food. We're touching pencils and paper. And now he's he's touching them and swapping them and giving them to other tables. And I'm like, oh, this feels like this might be a bit much. This is <laughs> like I get they're all excited. Like, and this is not the SAT. He was truly just like, <laughs> like we're we're going to get it's, something. It's OK. We're going to get something worse than COVID. Like, we're not just say don't cheat on your trivia card. And he's like, yeah. well, I don't trust you, motherfuckers. All right. <laughs> like, what? Like, what do you run like a state, like, you know, a secure truck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like carrying bank bonds. It's it just was, it's trivia. It was wild. And so I'm like, OK. And so and then I got my paper back and there was like a splash of like a, someone else's food stain on it. And I'm like, well, I guess whatever, you know, mm-hmm. here, let's just fucking take this all the way. Just take this COVID train all the way down. Yeah, it's so funny. It it's, is almost sweet, you know, where it's like, oh, now like that is like almost as much of a like an indicator of normalcy than anything else you know it's just like oh we're all playing trivia someone else's stains are on my thing it's like okay we're back yeah it's just <laughs> like know? who cares whatever and even the gas station i was people were like lined up and someone stepped on my foot it was kind of crowded around in like a, a line and this guy stepped on my foot and he's like oh i'm sorry and i no bullshit i was honestly i'm like you know what that was actually really nice that was kind of nice <laughs> It felt good uh, to have someone bump into me. And I was like, this is, yes, I like this. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. get up in here. Let's share food. I went, um, yeah, my, but I do know one person here and we all went Jericho. I don't know if you know Jericho Davidson. He's a New York comic. He's super I know that fun. name. Yeah. He's so fucking funny. But he was out here visiting. One of his childhood friends lives here now. So that was cool. So I got to meet another person. But he was here and the three of us went out and we got food. It was just nice. We sat at the bar, went to this barbecue place. We sat at the bar and we're like, we're going to share fucking everything. And we did like, they're like, do you want separate plates? And we're like, no, we don't. We're going to mm-hmm. eat this barbecue off of each other's mouths. That's how <laughs> I want to eat. We're, it was so, it was just such a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Giving each other whatever kind of new variant. Yes. <laughs> New variant. No, that's hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, dude. This is normal. Yeah. Oh, I had an Uber driver the other day. No, this was kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. This might be a bit. I don't know if Patreon people care about this, but I, I'm not running a bit by you at all. But this happened. I got in. This is the crazy amount living in a red state. Because mm-hmm. I understand, like, the no mask thing. It's fine. This Uber driver, I got in. He picked me up. And um, he was like, he, uh, he picks me up. And he goes, hey, good news. And I said, what? Cause I had my mask on. He said, Uber just said, you don't have to wear a mask if you're vaccinated. You don't want to wear a mask. And I go, really? He goes, yeah. And he had like a long beard and he was talking about his chickens and stuff like that on the yeah. ride. And I was like, huh, this is really interesting that we don't have to wear masks. And I thought it's just weird. Cause I swear to God, when I clicked Uber, it said, put on a mask, but I just believe everyone. 
Mm-hmm. And I got out of the car and I Googled it. And that is not factual. No. And no. two other people have said that to me here in St. Louis. They're like, hey, Uber just found like, oh, OK, great. I'm going to leave my mask on because it's an, I'm also in an open carry state. So I feel like someone that's going to lie. Has, is also, yeah. 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 They're carrying. They, they've, they've got a gun on their person. Mm-hmm. And. God, yeah. it is wild. I was in the open carry thing. Like it is. I mean intuitively what's the difference between open carry and concealed carry like it's still a gun you know but just visually seeing a gun is so i remember we were in my friend jeff like before the uh i mean it's probably like 2019 i guess like was we were in dallas for his like batch i almost called it his birthday party how cute would that be if a grown man made everybody fly out to like a destination birthday party <laughs> it's like wearing a little cone hat with a cake like, you gotta <laughs> grow up or don't because this is great um but there was a guy like walking down the street with like an assault rifle across his chest and i was i mean i'm living in you know like dark blue los angeles i was like I literally was like, all right, here are the exits and I'm going to sprint over. I was literally halfway out my chair and he was walking down the street. I'm like, this is, this is going to be a a mass shooting. Like literally my worst fear in the entire world and nobody else was moving. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And they go, oh, this is like open. He can just do that. And it's crazy. Where was the party? Where was, where was his, where was his cute little birthday party? His birthday party. (laughs) It was in Dallas. And then we were, yeah, we're all like big sports fans. So like the Eagles were there that weekend. And then he went to Temple University in Philly and they were playing SMU the day before. It was like this crazy sports weekend. Everyone like got really hurt. Like, it's funny. We just haven't been out, (laughs) just got like our age, you know, like we just hadn't been out in years. And literally the second we got there, uh, a guy shit his pants and was not drunk, like sober shit his pants. So it's like, <laughs> oh, we lost him. So he's gone. <laughs> and like, it was like, you know, ex, like people being eliminated from a challenge. So he literally sh- no, no alcohol, drugs, anything had been consumed. He shits his pants completely sober. It's like, oh, well, that guy's out. And then another guy was on a, like one of those bird scooters, just hits a pothole. I see him <laughs> later. He gauze all over him i'm like what did you get surgery what the fuck are you in surgery right now me looking at you what the fuck happened wait am i a doctor am i am i the search am i should i wash my hands should i put on gloves am i supposed to be working here yeah where's my scalp did i go to medical school and (laughs) um (laughs) i am a surgeon let me help you out here uh but yeah it was just anyway but the yeah the gun thing is is wild like my how is it but it's also i think over being in a red state there's issues when i mean like i think we have similar you know political ideologies but like you know it's it is i think it's a little overblown of how much it consumes yeah like and i just i just want to clarify that we are pro guns and we are anti abortion keep okay. going with what you're vehemently doing. anti uh you can take <laughs> your choice and shove it up your ass <laughs> And by your choice, I mean my gun. I mean my gun. <laughs> shove my shove gun. Yeah. I'm not going to do it myself. No, that's my choice. Right. You can shove my gun up your. I will hand it to you. Uh, I'm still. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. <laughs> um, but uh, I think you know what. This isn't necessarily fair for me to say because, like, it's not my rights being restricted at all. So. Never mind. I was about to say, like, oh, I think being in a red state is overblown where it's not in your face constantly. Like you can have normal conversations. But that being said, if like I had to get an abortion, obviously that uh that that would be pretty in your face. So I completely rescind everything that I just said. <laughs> Great food though. 
<laughs> great. Well, they have great food. I will say what's interesting is like the talking points because I don't have a television in here and I could watch it, but it's like, if I don't have a TV, I, and I got off Twitter, like I still have an account, but I'm not on there. So I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. I'm just not consuming people screaming angrily at each other. Mm -hmm. The gun thing. I mean, you'll have guys like they just have guns on their hip pocket when they walk into a restaurant. You're like, mm -hmm. OK. The gas Run. station where I walk and buy my um, groceries and gum and things like that. I There's a big sign out front that's just like, heads up. We carry guns in here. Cause we're right by a freeway. So it's like a yeah. heads up, like, Hey, bad guys, we're all fucking strapping in the here. And I mm -hmm. walk in and I'm like, Oh, people go, yeah, a lot of robbery, a lot of crime in here. It's like, Oh good. So this is just like a wild west shoot off <laughs> once a week. I'll be like uh, finishing a run. I'm like, I'm going to stop in and get some gum or get a water and I'll run by and there's just caution tape. And I'm like, Nope. And it's wild. Cause they'll be like, they're like, yeah, it's weird. Cause this is also kind of a satellite police station. I'm like, huh, that is, wait mm -hmm. a minute. So you're telling me a business owner has weapons, advertises that they have guns. The gun sign is the same size as the cigarettes are only 359 mm -hmm. sign or whatever. And then people come in off the highway because I'm right by the brewery. And they're wanting to do criminal activity with their guns. And also there are cops just randomly parked out there all the time with their guns. It's like, you, you think the cops don't add a little fuel to the fire? There's constantly... Yeah. I would say twice a week. It's like, I'll be like, oh, I'm going to maybe I'll just go get gum later tomorrow. Right, it's just right. there's constantly like just shootouts over there. That's great. And also there is no such thing as a satellite police station. Like you can say that that is not a type of building. You know what right. I mean? It's like, yes. You know, we sell gum and also, you know, we have we're a barracks as well. <laughs> you know, we're also we're an aircraft carrier. We're, we're like a grocery store and an aircraft carrier. You know what I mean? We're, we're part time. <laughs> We house planes, uh, war planes. Yeah, that's great. Friendly fire grocers. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. It's yeah. it's bananas. They're always just cop cars, and it's like weird. Oh, that's so weird. You mean the cops don't de-escalate the mm -hmm. shootings? That's so weird. It's insane. It's a battlefield. It's wild, but yeah, people have guns all. But I will say that people here um, like to, especially maybe it's just my personal experience. But the guys, because there are two guys out here that I see, and I don't want to shock anybody. They're rich white men. They may or may not be Trump lovers. Mm. So it's a lot of where I just go like, well, let's go back to talking about um, different materials that my body part feels like. So let's go. <laughs> let's describe different parts of just all over you. The elbows. Just pick a pick a body part. Anything. Let's do the body part material game. <laughs> so we'll walk into a restaurant. And it's not even the gun or the abortion thing. We'll walk into a restaurant. And as soon as we'll walk in, the one guy, he's just like, I mean, he's great and he's very sweet, but he's either doing Bill Burr bits, Ooh. which I cannot. He's like, you know, he's one of those people that's like, you should do a Netflix thing. You should. He's one of those people. And I'm like, yeah, you should just do that. I, I can't believe you forgot to do a Netflix thing. Yeah. You idiot. And, <laughs> and he does. He does the thing where he screams. He gets really fired up because I think he thinks like I'll think it's really funny. Mm hmm. But it's it's like most fucking older white men do a Bill Burr impression, but they're really just being cunts. They think they're doing that, you know, and it's yeah. terrible. And and the other thing, too, and I've talked about it on my podcast, so that people listen to this, but like. Bill Burr, like when people are on stage, they're doing a character. It's yes. a character we're on. We're doing it's like everything is ramped up. Bill Burr. And I, I like you've probably like worked with him and seen him when you see him off stage or you're just in it like. Before, Sweetheart. 
shows. He's very nice. And he last time I think it was like flappers. Last time I was like in a green room with him, which is forever ago. But like sitting back there, he's drinking like chamomile tea, mm-hmm. kind of looking at notes, being very cordial and friendly and calmly sitting there. And then they go on stage and like ah, da, 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 and people are like, this motherfucker. It's like he did not just think of that. He's good at his job. Yes. Yeah. You do not get to walk into a restaurant and start yelling about like, oh, this mask thing and the bartender had a mask on. And he's like, let me ask you something. No, do they do they make you wear that? I'm just sick <sighs> of these rules. I want to see your na- let me see your naked face. Huh? And it's just like and he thinks he's doing bits. And I'm like, it's not really a bit. And also shut the fuck up. Right. Right. Because and also, I, think, I yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I interrupt you. Oh, no, it's fine. I was just like, I, it's I think it's like wealthy white men. This is their one time where they can feel like well, I, I, I'm being persecuted. You're you're it's like, well, now we're saying you don't have to wear a mask if you don't want to. Okay, but are these people being forced to wear masks? Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Stop. And then if a server, if it will sit down and it normally takes a server or a bartender a minute or two to come. And yes, there's a labor that, you know, there's a labor shortage. I don't want to go into it, but it's like Mm -hmm. these men, they're just like they talking points that they hear. So you do hear this a lot in red states when I go out. You'll hear like it'll take someone an extra minute to get a water them. And they're like, serious, it's because of stimulus. This is socialism. This is socialism at work. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants, when you're getting free money, why would you want to come to work? And it's like, first of all, shut the fuck up also. And then I have to explain servers <laughs> wages. Yes. And I, ha- I say, you're a smart businessman. If someone said, you sit at home, I'm going to give you $900 a week to sit at home. Or you can work on your feet for 40 hours a week and I'll pay you $8 an hour plus some tips if people have extra money. That's a map. You'd be like, well, if I, you get more money to do nothing and less mm-hmm. money to work really hard. Hmm. <laughs> like, so yeah, it's, it's like, uh... and it's like, it's gonna, it's gonna run out at some point. It's just this weird where they're like, it's laziness. I'm like, it's not laziness. They have a fucking calculator on their phone. Mm hmm. It's real simple. And look at like why just literally do one more layer of thinking in that. And it's like, OK, so the first layer, oh, they don't want to work. The second layer is, well, how much maybe they should if they were paid appropriately, they would then then, of course, they would go back to work. You know what I mean? Like then, of course. And by the way, the stimulus is great. And like it, it's not the issue that it's too much money. It's the fact that it's too much money because they're not being paid fairly to begin with, you know? So, and it's also not like, you know, it's, it is, it's so funny. That's not like retirement money either. It's not like these people are getting a hundred thousand dollars, like to fucking sit on their ass. You know what I mean? Like a year, it's still like the fact that that's a more livable wage than what they're getting is fucking crazy. Anyway, mm-hmm. we're on the same page. Yeah, I know. And now that that concludes the segment, two comedians talk about something about which they know very little. Of course. Yeah, nothing, <laughs> nothing. At all. I don't even know what the unemployment number is. I have no idea. <laughs> I, do I don't know what? who put it into effect. I have no fucking clue. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's unbelievable. St. Louis, Kansas is where you live. It's crazy. I have no fucking idea about anything. Yeah, it's- Um it's wild. Everything yeah. is so cheap, though. Everything is so cheap. That's what that I think is the tough thing, because I'm thinking about like moving mm-hmm. either to um, like Austin, Austin or, or New, York. New York. I think I might do Austin. I don't know, because I love New York. Mm-hmm. 
but I was there and I have enough connections that I can go back. I don't know. It's just, it is, it's a weird balance of like wanting to get back into the hustle. And I hate to use that word, but it really is like, you have to, it's a hustle to do stand up. Mm -hmm. You're out every night You're you know, and it's, but the thing is like, it's so, so, so fun. It's so fun, but there is something nice. Um, to your point earlier about the day drinking at four, but there's something nice about like, not even the minus the day drinking, going to sleep at 10 o'clock at night. Oh. That's yeah. the one thing where it's like, when I was in Austin last time, well, even when I did these helium shows and even with doing mm -hmm. shows, it's like, all right, great. We do have two shows, um, Friday, two shows, Saturday. And it's like, there's a second show at 1030. I'm like, are you crazy? <laughs> that's I'm in my second REM cycle at 1030. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. It's a different, like you have to train your body is like, why am I amped? Also, not just why am I awake? Why am I having to be awake at an extremely high level, you know, right. at this time? It's, it's crazy. And then if you're headlining, it's even like, you don't get on until after 11 mm -hmm. and then you're still talking after midnight. It's like, what the hell is, what am I doing? This is great. Why are you people here? Why is anybody awake? You're a bunch of like, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Right. We um, should be doing daytime shows. And so what yeah. I've been doing, and I don't know, are you doing shows in Philly and stuff opening there so you can do spots? and th Yeah, I've been doing a bunch. Yeah. It's like, it's been great. Um, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to stay here is like my thinking was haven't done stand up in like a year and a half. So why would I go to a scene that's like rebuilding right now when, and also not a scene that I'm, you know, like I've been doing stand up for forever. I've had some success at it, but I'm going to have to essentially start pretty close to over if I move to New York. And why would I get to the back of that line? You know, when I can wait until things start like, you know, cause by the way, like, like you said, Creek left, it's not like the same, but it's not like it opens where you pressed pause. You know, mm -hmm. it's not like it just goes completely back to that everyone's now the bookings are going to be months and months and months long. And it's like, you know, luckily I'm from here. Like the clubs here are really supportive of me and I can do is a weird thing to say, but I can do any show I want whenever I want. So it's like, why wouldn't I do that for a year? You yeah. know, when and I can, it's good to just warm yeah. and it's good to warm back up in a place mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, and also I can go, you know, like when my friends start running shows in New York, I can do those shows but like drive up that, that, you know what I mean? Like I, yeah, yeah I don't have to I, live there in between shows. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we'll sense. talk, and we'll talk about this um, later when we stop recording, but yeah. I, yeah, yeah. That'll be, we can coordinate my trip. Cause I'm going to go yeah. into a glamour puss. That's the same as like to fly out, mm -hmm. do a thing, come back. Yeah. Um, that's smart. That would be great. Um, and then obviously please come here like, and yeah. Yeah. We'll let's talk about that off. Well, we're going to, mm -hmm. um, okay. So like I promised at the beginning, we're going to go into a 20 minute prayer. So if everybody oh, could, yeah. all the listeners, everyone lie down on let's your back. Robes. <laughs> I actually everybody. do meditations on, on one of my podcasts. Oh, no way. Podcast. That's what I did during the pandemic. I was like, I did like mindfulness practice and it's all That's the great. shit that I have done my whole life. And so, um, God, I won't I make that. you meditate. It's it's actually fucking helpful. I know I have to. A lot of my meditation analogies are like, okay, so like imagine you're at a party all hopped up on Coke and now you're going to bring <laughs> it down. It truly, there are these weird meditations. So it's good for recovering drug addicts and mm -hmm. active drug addicts. Yeah. Yeah. You don't discriminate. <laughs> no. Bring no. your, bring your drugs to the church. Bring your drugs, bring your addictions. <laughs> she is the high priestess. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go because this is like I'm sweating in my apartment. I turn off my AC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, get, get your air in. 
This was so fun. I this was the love best. You. I, I adore really you. Love you're you. the, you're perfect. Yeah. Thank no, you so I'm, much for doing this. I'm so happy to. Yeah. This was so much fun. And then like, um, let's yeah. Yeah. Plug all your shits. Plug. Where can people find you? Tell us where to find you. Uh, you can find, it was going to make some sort of joke about being on an operating room table, but, um, <laughs> I will not. And then, I, um, so yeah, I have like a bunch of albums out and, um, just search like Blake Wexler, uh, yeah, a bunch of standup albums and three standup albums. And I have one album that I did with Todd Glass, which is 12 years of voicemails from Todd Glass to Blake Wexler, where <laughs> it's not stand up, but basically what I did is I met Todd when I was really young. Todd Glass, very funny comedian and um, doesn't need my promotion, but he uh, he was like a mentor to me when I was like 16 and I would save his voicemails to me like on my phone and I saved them for literally 12 years. And a few years ago, like we released them as an album and they're really funny. Like he treats voicemails. It's like almost, it's you have one of the funniest people in the world writing comedy particular to you at you and but at the same level as if it was in his netflix special and he puts that much effort into his voicemails he's it's the best it's really really fun it's a fun one of the he's one of the funniest people he's great yeah he's hysterical yeah so um but i only get 50 percent uh from that so listen to my stand-up albums first i get 100 (laughs) percent of that (laughs) he doesn't need the money and um i uh yeah what else uh blakewexler.com and then i have a podcast called blake's takes for god's sakes which uh, comes out every every Wednesday. Go go listen go get listen to his podcast right now. When you get done it's with this, insane. go subscribe, download because I already I'm gonna probably I that would be a nice just to have in the background. It's nice to have your friends just rambling. You know what I mean? Yeah, listen to it. This week I read. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm only telling this. I'm not plugging the podcast. I'm plugging like what the hell I discovered this week was. So PetSmart has these. Um, I know you're trying. I know you're about to die from heat stroke. Um, no, so go. PetSmart has like reviews. <laughs> of like live animals on it. So it's like, as if you were reviewing a chair, like, oh, it was too like stiff or like, oh, it was too like plush or whatever, like a couch or something. But it's with like a lizard where people write why they hate their lizard that they bought and why, or why they love it. And the ones why they love it are so sweet and sincere. And they're like, I love my little baby. And it's like this disgusting lizard, but they love it. And then the reviews as to why they hate their pets is like, hysterical like they're like it's mean it bit me like i can't it's it's great so if you don't listen to that those so i did an episode where i read those and react to those like three of them but on your own if you want to go to pet smart and just look up these reviews of like fish and spiders and like guinea pigs it's some of the funniest <laughs> shit i've ever read in my entire life <laughs> oh, my God. oh i know what i'm gonna do later mm-hmm. when i have i have got some edibles and I do a little bit to help me sleep at night. Yeah. And I took one that was a sativa. I didn't realize the difference. Mm-hmm. And so instead of sleeping, I was in a state of paralysis and oh my God. Being kind of terrified all night. But now I know what to do when that happens. Read you will that. laugh your ass off. It's so <laughs> funny. It's like so funny. Yeah, it's great. But this was this was so much fun. And I'm yeah, I'm so like it's it's just with you. It's so easy. It's like we talk every single day, you know, I know. So, it's so, so nice. It was so yeah. great to see you. I love you. I'll call you and where we will not record it, but we'll make plans to talk um, sometimes later this week. I would love that. That would be great. Amen. <laughs> <laughs>